Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Welcome back to another episode of Card Slingers Coast to Coast. This is Hillary here, and I'll be taking points on this particular episode. Because, um, you know, we've had this topic um, on our list of episodes to record, like off and on, we'll like, Jamie will take it, put it on, and then take it off, and then put it on again. So it's just like... It's not necessarily a listener requested one, but it's one that actually, Jamie, like, you're just like, this is an interesting concept. And it's not something that I would readily think of when talking about tarot, because what we're talking about is missing cards and what they signify. Um, And this is a technique that I use when I'm having difficulty uh, reading a spread that's usually larger in nature, like if it's a Celtic cross, um, <clears throat> I will I will use the spread just to glean more information. Um, I probably wouldn't use the spread um, or this technique with a smaller spread, like a, a two card spread or a three card spread. But hey, you never know, and it really it really depends on the question that you're asking and how you want to get your information. So we're talking about missing cards in the sense of um, what the cards are saying when they're not appearing in a reading. And so you can do this technique in a number of different ways. Like you can do it in regards to suits. You can do it in regards to elements. You can do it in regards to certain cards not showing up where you would think they would show up. Like, for example, if you're um, asking a question about romance and they're like, there's no cups (laughs) at all coming up in the Mm. reading, it's just like, um, maybe that's a sign that uh, there is emotion lacking. Um, Or it could be the opposite. It could be like that the emotion is not the problem either. So, Mm -hmm. um, Jamie, what questions did you have about this concept? Well, in general, I don't really have like questions about it, but I see, I know that when we originally talked about this, because I kind of started making show notes, because you're right. I mean, it's like, it's it's a thread that a lot of seasoned readers will start noticing is like what shows up on the table or in the spread or in the reading space, as I like to call it. And uh, for me, it, it's, I mean, there, I mean, you can look at it like good or bad ways or, you know, in a, in a myriad of different, like, uh, um, you know, if this, then that, you know, or either or type stuff. But it's just an interesting thing that kind of develops when, you know, you say you don't do it with small readings and I do it with like anywhere between the three cards on up because it's just quite interesting to see what doesn't show up because sometimes depending on the reader and who you are you might see something or you might not and for me um when i when i do readings i tend to focus on you know what's it, what appears in that spread or on the reading space 
And right. if I don't see a suit or elements or stuff like that, sometimes I see them as not having an importance. Like, like yeah. you said, you like, you know, if, if you're doing a relationship reading and there are no cups, sometimes like I'll, I'll look at that and just say, well, are you emotionally invested in this right now or not? Or to me, the cards will say, maybe you don't, you're not ready to focus on the actual partnership making aspect right now. You know, you might need mm -hmm. to get your finances in alignment or your soul goals in alignment. Do you actually know what type of partner you want? Have you thought about this stuff first? Have you, have you enjoyed this time being alone? Because, you know, once you become partnered, you're partnered. And then that's a whole nother like set of uh, boundaries, structures, and things to deal with. Like, you know, the, the old marriage joke, the old ball and chain, you know, stuff like that, <laughs> which, you know, my marriage is great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. However, sometimes, you know, I think everybody in a relationship will always be like, I wish I had more time by myself or, you know, to do X, Y, and Z. Like for me, Kendra's not good at uh, horror movies. So, you know, when she's hey, gone, I, I jump out on Neither that. am I. Yeah, <laughs> neither yeah, am I. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I will, when she's gone, I tend to junk out on the things that I like that I know uh, cause actual triggers to her or she doesn't like. So that's kind of like how I see when I don't see suits or stuff on the table. Sometimes it's like, hey, smooth going in these areas. Your finances are good. You seem like you got emotional stability, but right now the cards are telling you to focus on this. And 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 of course, you always try and tie that back into the general question. So yep. not seeing those, you know, the cup cards in a in a relationship question just could mean, you know, a way of looking at, you know, relating in general. So yeah, you yeah. know. That, that's kind of like how generally how I say it. I never really developed my own system other than what I just talked about, which is let's focus on what's what the cards are pointing out versus what is not showing up. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think that sometimes people need a more concrete examples of what mm -hmm. I'm talking about, because it, it feels very like like my my past job. And, you know, it's still I, I can't turn this portion of my brain off is that I'm an editor. I'm a trained copy editor. And <clears throat> a lot of the time when I would do when I would do editing work, I would get sunk, not necessarily, and I mean I learned to spot these kind of things because our brain actually will fill in the gaps for things that aren't there. Um, that's just how our brains are wired. And so that's the reason why certain editors will, you know, give different tips, like read the sentence backwards, um, read it aloud so that you can find the errors that our brain naturally wants to substitute in for and fill in those gaps. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm talking about here a little bit with that concept of missing cards. You but know, I love that. <laughs> I love that because I never really thought about that. I mean, like, even though, I mean, you know, I was trained for writing and stuff, but I guess it's, you know, that's one reason why we have this podcast. I love seeing how we look at stuff differently and yeah, get into it. I want to yeah. hear the system that you've come up with or this, the, the, so, the, the ideas. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, we, by the way, have a ton of show notes on this particular concept because um, this is something that I I started, this is like way back in 2011, I did a guest post on um, Teresa's website about this concept. Um, and actually, the reason why I started really thinking and writing about this concept was because I, I witnessed her do this in a reading that she did many, many years ago when she was doing readings on, um, what was that, Astrology Geeks and Tarot Freaks something like that oh my which is now yeah she did this she did this a little bit she didn't really say she was doing it but I saw that she was doing it and I'm just like I I asked her about it and I'm just like is that something that you do like I love that concept of like looking for what's missing in a reading so for example like the love the love example is is a really quick and easy one to explain Mm -hmm. um so like if somebody's asking about a love interest, the cards are laid out. Um, <clears throat> there's no major arcana cards that arise in the reading. What do we look for? What do we note that is missing? If it's about love, for example, and there are no cups in the reading, there's a couple of things that could be interpreted from that. And some these are just general interpretations. Uh, a, fr- a frivolous crush that isn't substantial enough to constitute a true emotional connection, or the client's romantic intentions might be best suited elsewhere or a focus inward is in order, or the object of the client's affections isn't interested. Again, keeping in mind, these are all hypotheticals. Potentials. Um, They're all potentials. Potentials. All potentials. on all the different cards on the table, right? Right. Right. And then um, what if there are cups present, but no pentacles or coins? Um, The way I read pentacles and coins can be about that earth element, that grounding. So that might indicate if there's cups present, but no but no pentacles, lots of emotion, but a little stability or no stability. So there might be love, but not enough of the practical aspects to make a relationship work. Who needs practicality when you have love? I mean, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like there is that I saying, know. sometimes love isn't enough. You know, <laughs> that's kind of what I think of when I see yeah. a bunch of cups, but maybe um, no pentacles. Or, you know, if there is missing wands, maybe there's no passion involved. Maybe there's a lot of um, emotion, but maybe there needs to be that spark and that spark is not there. Um, so love is a really easy example to go to, but maybe you're talking about jobs, for example. Yep. So like someone's coming to me and they need to pick between two jobs. Um, In this case, you might choose to do two spreads, one for each of the potential jobs. In one spread, you might get lots and lots of coins. Um, And of course, depending on the specific cards laid out, you might suggest that that job is abundant in money. um, And that would be the correct choice. But what about job fulfillment? So you look to the other spread, wands and cups, no coins. Depending on the cards, you might conclude that this choice would be more fulfilling, but not as lucrative, perhaps. So there's a lot of gray areas to read into on these concepts of like what the cards are saying when they're not there. And I know people can get a little bit intimidated by it, but it's just another layer of information or way to gather more information if you're feeling a little stuck in your readings. And I like this. Like I said, like I said earlier, you know, seasoned readers, you know, these are things that once you learn and you pick up and you start understanding both 
you know, card meetings or card symbols. It doesn't matter what deck you're using. I'm trying to keep this agnostic, but you know, you understand your deck, you understand kind of the way you read, and then you start hinting and noticing these things, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, yeah, right now, you know, if you're a beginner, definitely focus on what's on what is on the table first. You know, we're not asking you to memorize positions, uprights, all that stuff, reverse. You know, it's like just look at what's on the table. But at some point, you're going to start being curious as to what's not on the table. And that could be fun. A fun challenge is to lay cards on the table, but don't even talk about what's on the table. Just, you know, talk, you know, ignore them, so to speak, and just start talking about the gap, like Hillary's idea of, you know, where are the gaps? Where's that gray space? You know, where's the, um, you know, uh, what is the, the the missing pieces telling you? And now I kind of want to read, you know, do try this in a couple of readings where I just lay down cards, but I don't even talk about, you know, the cards on the table. I'm just, you know, I, I talk about like the, re- you know, like if it's three card reading, the, re- the 78 cards that aren't showing up, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Because, you know, people create meanings out of everything, right? We are meaning mm-hmm. seekers, which is why tarot is can't get so popular in, in times like, you know, the, the, the pandemic that we're in kind of, uh, at least the states are trying to say it's not in anymore. And, and as a quick fix or uh, personal uh, deepening, you know, uh, tool. Because- or even certainty. Yes, yeah, you know, we're yeah. looking. We're looking for certainty. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like we're yeah. grasping wherever yeah. we can find it. What's true? What's not true? And how can I fix it? You know, and while mm-hmm. tarot can kind of help you do that, it's it's not the perfect yes or no, wave the magic wand type of a thing. And I just I love how. You know, we talk about the cards all the time, especially here on Card Slingers, right? This is why you, you all come and listen to us, is what does Jamie, Melissa, and Hillary have to say in our witty banter and all, but it's also kind of fun to look at what's not on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reading, be- reading between the lines. And again, this is just another form of pattern recognition that starts to happen with time and with practice and with, you know... Working with your cards or whatever deck you're using, like this is this uh, that concept of missing cards can be used no matter what deck it is that you're using. And I was just talking really quickly about you know the minor arcana, but also think about the major arcana. If you're asking about something that is like a really really big deal, you know, or at least a big deal in your mind, and then no major arcana cards come up at all. It's just like, maybe that's a sign that it's just like, hey, this might not be as big as you're making it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, like sometimes where, yeah, sure, we talk about, you know, there is no uh, uh, emergency tarot reading. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like if if you're really feeling that bad, um, go to an ER or call a hotline, you know? Because they are more well equipped to kind of help you than maybe your fortune teller or your reader is at two in the morning, you know. But 
<laughs> my phone's my phone's off at two yeah. in the morning. It is but on yeah. vibrate. It is on silence. You uh, you are not getting me on the phone at two in the morning. So so, but like you know, in kind of those readings, like you said, you know, we always. I mean, like I know my mind wants to dramatize everything. I mean, Leo here, you know, everything's going to be bigger or more beautiful or you know bigger than anything or or, or catastrophize as the case yeah. may be. Yeah, yeah, or worse than it is. And to, when I do readings, you know, and the cards don't show me those majors or show me those majors. You know, like if I think it's not a big deal and yet I'm getting all majors, I'm like, okay, okay, so how do I deal with this? Because our minds do that. We we either make a bigger deal than it actually is or minimize it. And sometimes the cards can kind of help show us through that bias that we have, that Mm -hmm. reading bias, because we all come to the table with bias and in a way that makes each one of us a different and unique reader. You know, like mm-hmm. just because of our lived experiences, the the chemicals we either put into our bodies or to help correct our minds or even our minds in general, you know, all that creates who we are as individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been using um, partially this technique and partially kind of like activating a card. And if you want to know about what that means, um, I know we have a past episode. I think it was like. Maybe it was the cards and magic episode. I cannot remember the name of it, but we'll find if we find yeah. it, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, but Otherwise, what just I mean listen by, to us all again, or just you know go through all of the episodes yep. from from scratch. That's fine too. Um, but you know, activating a card is just like okay. You know, I'm I'm talking to the client and they're just like, I I especially like to do this at events when you need to be like in and out really quickly, (laughs) you know, probably like no more than five minutes or 10 minutes in length for a reading. I'd like to like talk to them about their question and then be like, okay, well, you know, if I'm looking for this in particular, I'm going to want to see, and then I start listing cards um, so it's just like, okay, well, you know, if this is really meant to be that I want to see the two of cups or I want to see the empress or I want to see, you know, depending on what the reading is about. And then I'll start pulling cards and I'll see one, if those any of those cards come up or if they don't come up, like that's all information for me. And also like when they come up too, like if it's the very first card, <laughs> like, I'm just like, awesome. Like I did this at an event recently where um it wasn't necessarily it felt like a yes or no question but it was just like yes and or no end <laughs> is going to be like what the answer and i think they were looking for a really clear yes or no and so i was just like okay if it's a really clear clear yes it's going to be something like the sun and if it's a really clear no it's going to be the tower and sure enough, the ve- and I also asked my deck silently, please be clear, please be as clear as possible, not just to me, but also to the person that's sitting across from me. And I pulled the card and it was the tower very, very first nice. card. So it's just like, all right, well, I don't think we need to pull any more cards, but we will just to see how this play- situation is going to play out. But like, I think we're getting a pretty damn clear no. <laughs> so that's a way you can use the uh, two techniques, kind of like activating mm-hmm. the card and also looking for what cards show up and what cards don't show up. It's all information. It's all information. It's all good. And 
maybe you'll, you know, come try and join me in on playing the game of not reading what's on the table, you know, to read between the lines or, you know, use that, that, the, um, the spaces in between. Cause sometimes I'll read, I'll do that. I'll be like card one and card two are completely unrelated or they're not right next to each other. I feel like there needs to be more stuff that happens in between them. So that's yeah. when stuff like, you know, filling in, you know, the gap for what's not on the table could be in there. You know, you can, yeah. uh, future cast. I see, I don't like calling it fortune telling. I, I tend to like pretend it's future casting. Like, well, if this card shows up here, then it's this way, but it's like, it's, it's not predictive. It's like, you know, however it, it's still client based running for stuff like that, but it's yeah. always fun when you get to see that information and it's, you know, not on the table. But it comes to you anyway because of your skill set of of having done millions of readings like Hillary does. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or like Jamie does. Or- it's a it, it's a lot. I don't yeah. I don't even want to care to um guesstimate Count. how many I readings know. I've done at this point. I know. I don't I don't know how people can say, like, I've done over, you know, ten thousand readings in my life. It's like, what do you do? Do you have one of those little clicker things every time you do a reading? <laughs> <laughs> adds a number to it i i mean i can't i i don't want to know you know it's like sometimes it's hard you know it's hard enough to read as it is with stuff on the table but again this is a technique that you know i wouldn't say like <laughs> i was just looking over some of my notes and you know different people are advertising different classes and for some people they were advertising like an intermediate class on tarot or an advanced class on tarot and at this point i'm just like i don't really know what's a beginner technique versus an advanced technique versus an intermediate technique because they're all like tools that I use in my toolbox and I'm like very, you know, open with my tools. So it's just Mm -hmm. like, Hey, this worked for me. Why don't you try it out and see if it works for you? Because I mean, not, not all techniques are going to work for you. And, um, I never want it to be so overwhelming to people that it's just like, Oh my God. Like, well now I can't like, there's too much too much to do. And it's just like, no, try it out. See what works for Mm -hmm. you. If this concept of missing cards doesn't work for you, um, that's fine. You know, try, but I would encourage you to try it out and see. Um, and yeah, that is your, that's your homework assignment. Uh, if you want to try this out, like Jamie, um, Jamie, I think is like the more extreme version. (laughs) We're just like, I'm going to be reading exclusively, you know what is not on this table at all. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully our listeners understand that I, you know, and and I even say this in my book again, Tarot Inspired Life. I experiment with playing and doing different things. Sometimes you'll know what your clients need, you know, as far as they like this this pattern, they don't want to deviate from it. Others, you know, you can be like, hey, let's play, let's try this. Would you be willing to participate in? I'm going to lay down cards, but we're not even going to look at them. We're going to, we're going to, you know, I'm going to tell you the story of, you know, what's going on around this or something, you know, and that's why, you know, to go back to Hillary's thing, there are so many techniques. There are so many books, you know, that um, there is, I mean, yes, there is beginner, intermediate and advanced kind of ideas, but I think the knowledge 
at any stage can be, you know, is, is fun to learn. That's why there, I, I, I help put on so many tarot conferences and go. It's because I like to see what other people are, are, are exploring with the cards or um, experimenting. And then that way, you know, because the more tools you have in that toolbox, the, the, the better you might be able to really help that one person that that needs right. that wants to come to just you because you have that skill set or you have that that je ne sais quoi or whatever you know that you know that attracted them to you so having a new you know doing something like this could actually be beneficial to somebody you know maybe you know they're overwhelmed you're like okay i'm going to lay all these cards down but we're not even going to talk about them they're just going to be here you can take a picture of them but instead we're going to tell a different narrative mm-hmm. and that could be fun yeah yeah, that that sounds really amazing. And if you do decide to try that out, like, please let us know. Yes. Let us know what you come up with. Let us know if this technique works for you. Um, and if it didn't work for you, yeah, don't don't come after us. <laughs> but well, if, if it, it did, work, it you know, you know, it doesn't you know. work. Maybe that's not for you. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> Other than that, thanks again for coming along our crazy ride, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.